So welcome back to the Story of Software podcast. Today, we're going to talk about impactful technology leadership. We're joined by Kevin Ruthen, who's the CTO at Fora Financial. How are you today, Kevin? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm very well rested after the, uh, the Christmas break, back to, uh, to a new year, and very much looking forward to speaking with you about this topic. So for the benefit of our listeners, Kevin is the CTO at Fora. He's responsible for products, engineering, the technology platform, and the company's data exchange and security. He's held many leadership roles, including CTO, head of technology, global managing director, across a variety of industries, including publishing, consulting, and financial services. And he's also a New York Jets fan, which means he can handle difficult situations. So Kevin, to kick off, can you tell us a little bit about the journey that brought you to Fora? Sure. Well, uh, to start with, you know, I'm really, to give you some insight, I'm, I'm someone that really enjoys wearing multiple hats and having the opportunity to contribute in different ways and different roles. You know, I always enjoy brainstorming and contributing to innovation, you know, as well as really embracing my business as well as creative mindset to help the organization really in any way I can to disrupt the marketplace. You know, most of all, I, I really believe I truly thrive in an environment that's collaborative. And so that's where a four financial fits in and, you know, really determined quickly that it was a great fit for me as that culture here really embraces collaboration. I've really never been part of or, or seen an executive team that lives and breathes collaboration across different business areas on a daily basis as much as they do here at, at Fora. So in addition, unlike many other traditional organizations, at Fora, the technology area, it's really not seen as a cost center, but really as that true partner that's essential to the strategic part of the business. Very good. And Kevin, um, you touched on, I think, one principle of technology leadership. You spoke about the, the collaborative environment at Fora. Could you talk us through, from your perspective, what you believe that the general principles of good leadership in technology are? Uh, sure. Well, certainly, you know, again, collaboration is essential to that, as, as well as truly transparent and honest communication. You know, then really principles, a uh, big believer in embracing change and improvement, you know, for myself, and, and certainly look to reinforce that with my, my team. Being an entrepreneur and acting like an owner and being accountable, I think, is, a, is another core um, technology leadership principle towards success looking at, you know, ways to disrupt and always be challenging the perception of the norm, you know, whereas I've seen that sand trap many times with different organizations and, and businesses I've come across, especially with the technology team being quick to solution and go to their comfort zones, as opposed to, you know, looking at doing things a bit differently, how to disrupt, how to challenge that norm. Another principle I'd say to touch upon is really having empathy and, and being that voice of the customer, internal and external, really trying to put yourself in, in their shoes, being the champions of their voice and seeing things from, from their perspective and lens. Um, I'd also add that I'm really someone, you know, from a technology leadership principle perspective to lead by example, jump in the trenches with the team. Don't just talk the talk, but walk the walk. And, and, and be there with them, establish confidence, and quickly, in my experience, sets up a way for folks to really embrace you as a leader and as someone that they want to follow. And, you know, coaching and, and candid constructive feedback, but being specific 
and giving examples of what, what you know, sort of like a sprint retrospective, what, what that, you know, resource has done well, where it should be reinforced to continue, where there are truly examples and being specific to improve. And then lastly, I'll just say, you know, one of the most important aspects of leadership principles from my perspective is, is what I've learned over time is leadership from the side. How to effectively lead from the side and not always from the front. So what I mean by that, this entails empowering and supporting others to be able to lead an initiative from the front, while from the side as a leader, providing guidance, encouragement, helping to remove those barriers, and making sure folks have what they need in order to succeed. Fantastic. Kevin, I really liked what you, you mentioned in terms of the kind of entrepreneurial mindset that technology leaders should have. I think where I've seen things get derailed is when there's a lack of empathy and you have this kind of segmentation between, between business and technology, you know, where there isn't that unified goal and where if you lack that entrepreneurial vision among your technology leadership, you end up in these silos where people are kind of pointing fingers at each other. I think if you can have a technology leader who encourages, not only kind of lives that entrepreneurial vision, but also encourages that amongst engineers and tries to encourage them to empathize with folks in other parts of an organization, you end up with a much kind of healthier general mindset. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is a differentiator and something you know, that I'm surprised at how often it is overlooked by leaders, but, but certainly has a, has a real impact. Uh, Kevin, can we talk a little bit about how technology leadership impacts on things like product delivery and technical debt. So maybe you can share with us some of the things you've seen over, over your career in this regard. Yeah, well, I think it comes down to challenging the norm and providing key input that the payout will be you know, significant towards success and mitigating things like technical debt. So when there's really this high successful quality product delivery, you can often trace a major cause for that being effective leadership. And this really stems from that foundation of being established by a leader in terms of reinforcing those core principles that we were just talking about, you know, coaching and guidance and, and really addressing the, the challenges and hurdles. I'd also like to speak with you a little bit about mistakes that newly appointed tech leaders make. So for your information, Kevin, a large proportion of our listenership is made up of uh, software engineers, some of whom would like to become technology leaders someday, some of whom already are. When folks are, are new into a tech leadership role, what are some of the typical pitfalls and mistakes and how could they be avoided? Yeah, uh, so certainly a, a common one that, that I've seen and you know, really is focusing and putting so much energy in you know, primarily uh, costs, you know, because in, in many ways, that's the easier way or, or area to, to focus on and have an, an impact on. But even more importantly, is really listening and understanding where there are gaps that need to be addressed with alignment to the business objectives and how technology can best address those. Um, and really also, again, working towards innovation, collaborating on revenue opportunities for the business. You know, also, another common mistake is, uh, you know, as I sort of mentioned before, going to that comfort zone of what's been done before. And uh, another one is I've seen mistakes of, you know, prioritization being based more upon the loudest voice, you know, stakeholders and sort of first in 
or lasting items that were you know put onto the plate to be developed, as opposed to really having a committee of business stakeholders and, and technology stakeholders to identify what are the different initiatives, what are the um, business impact of those initiatives and being sure those are understood, and then discussing and addressing where their resource contentions, what if scenarios, and how to best prioritize those. Uh, Kevin, in one of your responses earlier, you touched on, on the topic of team culture. And I wonder, could you share with us maybe some insights about how leaders could create a culture of high performance within technology teams? Well, uh, active listening and engaging, emphasizing collaboration, properly empowering the team and establishing that, that regular cadence of constructive, candid feedback that I touched upon earlier, as well as really learning from and celebrating failing fast. So you want to make sure to reinforce the need to understand the why and how projects are having a direct impact on the business. And don't underestimate the importance of uh, really having a, a culture that is successful and see where there are opportunities for what I call culture hacks, ways to tweak the culture and evolve over time. Uh, because a, a key mantra that I, I fully embrace is that uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Um, that's a classic and it never stops being true, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, I mentioned earlier, Kevin, we, we have a number of listeners who are probably about to embark on a new technology leadership role. I've seen in my career when people make a bad start, it's really hard to recover from. And on the flip side of that, if you get off to a good start in a new role, you get momentum and you're, you're much more likely to be really successful if you do the right things early on. So if someone is joining an organization, let's say as an externally appointed CTO or head of engineering, what should they do in their first 90 days to make a real impact? Get up to speed and, and understand the, the business as much as possible. Look to establish and, and foster the relationships with all business area stakeholders and, and make sure to emphasize that you're looking to establish a true partnership. I can't emphasize that enough. Listen and to dig into what are, what are the key objectives and the pain points of stakeholders. And then look to assess and identify where those gaps are and how they can best be you know, addressed and fully aligned to technology deliverables with business strategic objectives tied to them and prioritize those initiatives with the highest impact across the different business areas. Uh, I'd say look to assess the technology environment and, and the resources and develop an action plan to quickly accommodate the needs and the gaps that, that you've identified. And always look to identify some low-hanging fruit. You need those quick wins to establish confidence and to really act as that springboard towards future and further success. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I guess we've all seen movement towards greater levels of remote work, uh, whether we wanted that to happen or not. But how does that impact tech leadership? So if you're uh, you know, coming into a CTO or a VP of engineering role and your team is now fully distributed, are there things that you now need to do that you didn't need to do in the past? Or has something changed when it comes to what tech leaders need to do? Or is it just do more of the same, do it more intensely, do it more consistently? Like, how should we be thinking about what remote work means for tech leadership? Certainly surreal times and remote work is where we're all seeing is becoming much more of the norm for, for folks in, in this world. Uh, and, you know, remote work, 
from my perspective, certainly has its pros and cons. It provides that flexibility and more options, especially in this expensive and tech labor um, shortage market. But it's important that you know you empower and trust your team. So in my experience, remote work overall has led to actual increased productivity and certainly increased work-life balance satisfaction. So make sure to make use of you know, fully integrated collaboration tools. You know, and as we've been talking about the importance of culture, so with remote work, there's always a risk to that, that, that culture. And especially when you look at things like you know, direct bonding with team members and stakeholders and missing out on that beneficial direct face-to-face interaction. So it's really important to look for ways to engage and conduct virtual events and, and make sure they're not all work-focused and, and you have some fun. Uh, even there's lots of different type of activities you can do you know, these days that, that will really foster and, and enhance that. At the same time, try to have at least periodic strategic get-togethers in person. That, that's certainly something we do at a minimum on a quarterly basis with my team. And I'd say the bottom line, though, is for, for many tech roles, you know, remote work leads to employees living their best life. And that'll translate to benefits for the entire team. That's a really nice way of putting it, Kevin. Uh, and I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, we've derived immense benefits from a huge amount of the upheaval that's happened in the wider world uh, in terms of work-life balance, as you mentioned, in terms of some geographical boundaries falling down. And I'm sure you're now able to hire folks in kind of obscure places, far-flown parts of the US, maybe that you wouldn't have considered hiring from before. Um, But I have a question about what's changed in leadership over the course of your career, and specifically the style of leadership to be an effective CTO. Like, do certain things hold true across time? Certain kind of maybe values or, or modes of operating? But on the other side of that, have, have some things changed? Do you need to be a different type of leader now than maybe 20 years ago? I'm quite curious as to whether, you know, the effective CTO of 2022, are they doing something different to the effective CTO of, let's say, 1992 or 2002? Yeah, I mean, certainly I'd say when you, you look more so in the past at a CTO role, it was really, you know, more so about being primarily focused on uh, support to the business and uh, cost efficiencies. Whereas today, I think it's much more about establishing as a true strategic partner and influencer with the business and even really helping the business be successful in disrupting the, the marketplace when it certainly comes to leveraging technologies. So, you know, no longer is cost cutting going to translate to success for a CTO. And to truly be successful, you must understand the business be that effective partner, you know, and find ways to drive innovation and revenue growth. Today's marketplace, if you're not disrupting, you can be sure someone else is going to come along and, and disrupt you. And as we've been talking about, you know, empathy, I think there's no question uh, that something has changed over time and is, is so important in so many ways in terms of really understanding and being empathetic to internal and external customer basis, and certainly looking at uh, impact to your, your team of resources. Kevin, I guess you've seen a lot of engineers move from a you know, highly technical contributor role to more of a leadership management role over the course of your career. So I guess you've observed 
successes and failures when you've seen people make those changes. What advice would you give engineers who are looking to move into the leadership track in terms of skills that they need to work on and develop in order to be impactful? Yeah, looking at really developing those related industry business skills and knowledge, I think is fundamental. Finding ways to continuously improve your skills and capabilities as it relates to effective communication, being able to effectively collaborate across business areas and, and establishing those partnerships that we've touched upon, you know, really being able to adjust your communication based upon your audience. So you adjust how you communicate and work with folks from junior technology engineers to executive team and, and board level members. So that is so essential to be able to shift those gears, how you approach and how you communicate uh, with those different types of resources in uh, different areas and at different levels. Great. And I've got one more question for you, Kevin. Are there any books, podcasts, or other content that you could recommend for uh, our prospective tech leaders who are listening today? Yeah, I, I really recommend, I really enjoyed a book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. That's had a real influence on my leadership approach. So this book really describes the why is about describing the mission or goal of a business. And a, and a key takeaway from the book is that most employers motivate their employees to take action by, you know, offering incentives or through threats. You know, however, good leaders are really about inspiring workers to take action, to go the extra mile without the need to be prompted because they know what they're working towards. They know the company's why and therefore understand their own why, leading them ultimately to feel excited and to do their best work as part of the team. You know, one of the things I, I make sure to do is look at what the, the company's mission and vision is and what its why about is and, and coming up with a related and aligned specific mission and vision for the technology team area, as well as you know, core principles and alignment with culture. And again, as it relates to on a, on a project by project basis, really understanding that business impact and getting them excited and really taking action related to that. So really, why are we doing this? How it aligns with the, with the organization's strategic goals and the business impact that it'll provide. You know, this really provides that core foundation and understanding and common relational bond with the team. Also brings me back to the story of where, you know, supposedly John F. Kennedy was at the, uh, the Space Center and ran into a janitor there and, and asked him what you're doing. And he said, well, my responsibility is around mopping the floors. And JFK's response to that is, no, actually, you're part of putting people on the moon. So their contributions have an impact across the board in different ways and really need to be related to ultimately what, what is the, the business trying to uh, achieve. So, so this book has really given me some great perspective and has helped me grow to be an even more effective leader. I couldn't agree more about Start With Why. <laughs> so it informs how we set our, our goals, our objectives, our strategy at a company level. So when I work with our CTO and COO every year, setting our objectives for the coming year, we start with why. We literally do that. And it's informed by Simon Sinek. And uh, that book changed my life and changed my career in a very, very positive way. So I got very excited when I heard you start talking about that because it's been super impactful in my career as well. Um, is there anything on the podcast front or anything you listen to? Uh, on podcasts, 
know, I, I enjoy a diverse set of podcasts. You know, always interested in learning and, and hearing some of these podcasts that are related to business, especially that have overcome various hurdles, even some long-established business and how they evolved over the years and really anything having to do with disruption. Fantastic. Uh, if you haven't come across it yet, Kevin, I'd recommend the Lex Friedman podcast. He's a, he's a software engineer by background. He has a very broad array of guests on his show and touches on topics ranging from politics to philosophy to software development to business. So if you've got space in your feed for an additional podcast, I'd recommend uh, Lex Friedman. And to wrap up, Kevin, I would just like to say a sincere thank you. It's been really interesting talking with you today and to touch on the topic of high-impact tech leadership. Well, great. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed our conversation. Fantastic. So, production by Adnan Tuchar with support from Albina Krasteva and Evan Sheehan with music by Robert Cooney. Thank you for joining us on the Story of Software podcast.